We just finished celebrating Easter a couple weeks ago, and that's powerful. But Sunday is Resurrection Day every day of the week. If you and I were of the Jewish faith, if we were Orthodox in our Judaism and are in our faith, we would celebrate the Shabbat or the Sabbath every Friday. You have the Shabbat, and so at sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday is the Sabbath, and you follow that pattern. But how many know the Sabbath is always followed by Sunday? Amen? So the Sabbath is the, is the seventh day. It is the day of wrath. And Sunday is the eighth day or the first day of the next week. And this is the day that God chose to raise His Son from the dead. And a lot of people have said, you know what? Uh, Sunday is connected to this and to that. No, what happens is, is pagans actually got online with the church. The church didn't get online with paganism. When it came, yes, Sunday and the sun god, whatever. But we began worshiping God. We began worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ on the first day of the week because that's the day He rose from the dead. And it happened a, whole, a long time before. That was the day the apostles worshiped the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to catch this. I know I turned, asked you to turn to uh, Philippians I mean, chapter 3, but keep your finger there and go a few more pages to the right in your Bible and you're going to end up at Titus chapter 3, just a couple of chapters right after First and Second Timothy is Titus chapter Chapter 3, and I want you to hear something this morning in this area. But with this, uh, I, I pulled out some writings. Ignatius, the bishop of Antioch, who was born in 30 A.D. and lived till 107 A.D. And uh, part of this, I just want you to hear this little history just for a moment. But many people say, oh, in 300 A.D., when, when the emperor Constantine made the world and, and Christianity the, the religion of Rome and of the Roman Empire, that's when Sunday was instituted. That is not when Sunday was instituted as a day of worship for the church of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. Ignatius wrote this. He said, let every friend of Christ keep the Lord's day as a festival, the resurrection day, the queen and the chief of all days of the week on which our life sprang up again and victory over death was obtained in Christ. Hallelujah. So every Sunday is remember of resurrection Sunday. Amen. Of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just like the Sabbath is a remember of the Passover. The Passover took place on the Sabbath when God passed over over our sins. I thank God that on Friday night, God passed over. Amen? But on Sunday morning, He just didn't leave us passed over. He left us risen again. We sang that song, living He loved me, dying He saved me, buried He carried my sins far away, rising He justified me. Hallelujah! He justified me. Justin Martyr, who was born about 110 A.D., said this, On the day called Sunday, all who live in cities or in the country gather together in one place. And the memoirs of the apostles or the writings of the prophets are to be read. Sunday is the day we hold our common assembly. It's the first day on which God, having wrought a change in the darkness and matter, made the world. In the beginning, on the first day, when God said, let there be right, the Bible says darkness was moving upon the face of the deep. And on the first day, God said, let there be light. How many know Jesus is the Son of Light? Amen? In He is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. And so He rises. He's the Son of righteousness rising, Malachi says. Glory to God. 
So he says, Sunday is that day. And Jesus Christ, our Savior, on the same day, rose from the dead. So on the first day, when God created the, the, the earth, the beginning of Genesis, that's when he rose. Look at what Titus chapter 3 says, beginning in verse 4. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. And the washing of regeneration there means this. One translation says, through a fresh beginning. Wow. Another translation says, the water of rebirth. But the word Regeneration, it means a new, and then generation means a genesis. A new genesis. When you get saved, you and I get a new genesis. You and I were dead in our trespasses and sin, and God spoke into our life. We hear the voice of God, and He calls us out of death into life. We get a brand new beginning. Amen? Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Thank God. I'm glad that God moved upon the face of my deep. And he called light to shine in my darkness. Anybody here this morning? Amen. So every Sunday is a resurrection day in our lives. Hallelujah. So look at the cover of your outline, if you would, with me. And think about this. Here's another thought I have this morning. Ours is a faith of power. Come on, we, we have, we, you and I as Christians, we have a faith of power. We talked about it in discipleship this morning with the men. You know what, if, if, if you're of, of another faith, ours declares power and victory. We're called overcomers. Amen. I thank God, and I was teasing with the guy, but I thank God that my promise in God is a little higher than just nirvana. You know, that I find my heart and my home and my... Come on. And I thank God that my hope in a resurrection is better than a cow. I have hope in a resurrection, not a reincarnation to some lower being. Hallelujah. Because if you're not good, if you don't get it right, you're going to cycle till you get it right. You believe in reincarnation, you're cycling. And you may be a cockroach for a long time. How many know if you don't make it here and you come back as a cockroach, you don't have much chance of advancement from there? How does a cockroach get it right? How does a worm, how, I mean, how, how, do you, how do you advance? Come on, where's the hope? Are you listening to me? Where's the hope? But my Bible says that we, Peter said, hey, be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. I ask people when they come around and, and different, you know, there are different faiths that come. They'll knock on your doors and do different things. I'll ask them all the time, what's your hope? God bless your diligence, but what is your hope? What are you hoping in? We have the hope of a resurrection. Amen? And this is a gospel of power. Paul said to the church at Corinth in chapter 2, he said, I, when I came to you, I didn't just come with enticing words, but I came in demonstration and in power. That your faith wouldn't just be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He said later when he wrote back, he says, Hey, there are those who are saying that when I'm gone, I'm only strong in word when I write letters. But he says, I'm coming to you shortly. And I will not know their words. I will know their power. 
Because in Christ, we've been given power. We've been given authority. My Bible says that we have power over all the power of the enemy. Amen? And so it says if we, that we tread on serpents and scorpions. If we drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. Amen? Hallelujah. So think about that. Glory to God. So just having celebrated Easter, it's important that we never forget but remember the one thing that sets our faith apart and beyond all others. Christianity is the only faith with a crucified and risen Savior. Muhammad is still in the grave. Buddha is still in the grave. Everybody else is dead and gone. Only Jesus said, I will rise again. And besides that, we're the only faith that has a God who promises not to be out there, but in here. He said, I will come and make my abode within you. I will live in you, and you will live in me. What a marvelous invitation. Amen? From God. Think about it. No other religion in the world has a resurrection. The cross of Christ is the greatest display of love the world has ever known. The resurrection of Christ is the greatest act of power the world has ever known. Think about it. It's in our nature to move on and even if unintentionally, to forget what Christ has done for us, being swallowed up by the cares of this world and the issues of life we face on a daily basis. What I mean by that is two weeks ago, we just celebrated Easter. And I'm kind of torqued that a bunny has gotten so much glory. That somehow the power's been lost and, 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 the, and resurrection could be commercialized down to eggs and bunnies and chocolate and baskets and, and, and fake grass. <laughs> and kids running around in fields looking for, for things that make your gas really raunchy. <laughs> Tell me you'll get that later. What, what did you just say? You'll get it later. Amen. So hallelujah. Go ahead and eat those diet eggs. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Where did that come from? From another world. Amen. <laughs> Think about it. How many know that resurrection power is supposed to be greater than that? Yeah. Amen. But, but listen. So we get caught up. We celebrate. We remember for a moment resurrection. But then unintentionally life just takes over. And we get caught back up and we forget every Sunday. Every Sunday, every Sunday, it is remember. When we take communion, Jesus said, hey, do this and remember me. Do this and remember me. Every week, that's what God says to us. I did it on Sunday. I did it on the first day. You begin every week in a brand new life, in a brand new resurrection, with re renewed hope. Amen? Hallelujah. Think about it. It's so important that we pull ourselves back to this point of reference in our faith. This is the foundation stone, the bedrock upon which we stand. It is the anchor to our soul and the power by which we overcome. Hear me. The resurrection is the power by which you overcome. I read it in 2 Timothy chapter 2 where Paul said, Hey, according to the gospel that I preach, Jesus was born of the lineage of David and He died and He rose rose again. 
The gospel that Paul preached was the resurrection. Jesus Christ rising from the dead. And he goes on in for, to the church at Corinth. You can read in 1 Corinthians 14. And he breaks it down. He says, hey, when it comes, people are saying the resurrection is past. It isn't going to happen. They don't believe. But he says this. He says, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then you and I are still dead in our sins. And if there is no resurrection, then we of all men are most miserable. Wow. But then he goes on to say, hey, he is alive. Because he says, hey, not only was he seen by his apostles and, and by those who followed him in the upper room in a close view, but then he was seen by over 500 openly. And then he goes on and he says, lastly, he was seen by me. Woo! Think about that. Paul said, hey, say what you want. I've seen the man. He's alive. He is alive. He is alive. I don't know about you. I haven't seen Him physically. I haven't seen the Lord Jesus Christ show up. He hasn't walked through my walls. He hasn't manifest in, in physical form. But I've seen Him in the transformation of my life. In the transformation of your life. I see Him every day. I see Him everywhere. He's alive. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Man in all of his glory and ingenuity is unable to invent or create anything that will conquer death or produce a life free from fear and the bondage of corruption. We are so smart, but we are so inept at keeping ourselves. Jesus says, hey, make yourself an inch taller. Says you can't. Turn your hair back. We can't. Wish I could. I grew my goatee longer just so I could have something to comb. You think I'm kidding? It feels awesome to comb my hair again. Amen. It's awesome. Hallelujah. Watch, watch. Focus, focus. Man endeavors to extend a few years to his life. Here on earth, and to find an answer and cure sickness and disease when they're already here in the power of his resurrection. We keep trying to find this new thing, that new thing, this new deal. Rub this cream on, drink this thing, apply this thing. Dude, you are still gonna age. My grandfather said this to me at 76, two days before he passed away, after being a pastor for 56 years. He says, son, there's one thing you can't pray against. I said, what's that, Grandpa? He says, the aging process. He says, you can't stop it. We're, we're appointed. As long as we're in this life, we're, we're headed towards death. You, you take your first breath and you head towards your last breath. Until we're redeemed. Are you with me? And so you can't stop the aging process. We, we can't bring it to a halt. But we can learn how to overcome. Paul said it like this, though my outward man is perishing... Would to God we, we would just get there. Though our outward man is perishing. I, I, I said it Sunday night at Pastor Day. You know what? I worked for every one of these wrinkles. I'm going to glory in something. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and all this stuff. Come on. 
But to our outward man is perishing, Paul said, my inward man is being renewed day by day. We spend so much effort on keeping the outside, trying to keep it, trying to reinflate it, trying to reestablish it, trying to regrow it, trying to remake it, trying to reglorify it instead of waiting. There's an inward man on the inside of me. He's being renewed day by day. I think I'll not worry about this. I'll just focus on the inward man. Let him get stronger. Come on. On the inside, we're supposed to be wall to wall. Holy Ghost, wall to wall Jesus, and wall to wall the Father. Somebody ought to shout amen. amen. That's on the inside of us. Think about it. So Calvary expresses the love of God, but the resurrection explains the power of God. And every Sunday reminds us of resurrection. Every Friday and Saturday, Friday afternoon to Saturday afternoon, sunrise to sunset, or sunset to, to, to sunset, is how uh, the, 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 the Jews and Judaism celebrate today. God says in the evening and the morning were the first day, not the morning to the evening. Are you with me? And so for you and I, every weekend, we remember he passed over and we remember that he rose again. He passed over and he rose again. He passed over, we're covered by blood, but he rose again and we're free from sin. Somebody ought to shout amen. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't come to establish an empire here on earth and to reign just merely among men. He said in Matthew 5, when he taught his disciples to pray, that he, in 6, he said he came to establish his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. He came to establish his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Not an earthly kingdom. He told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, then my disciples would fight. But my kingdom is a kingdom from another world. And I thank God that Paul, but Paul wrote to the Hebrews in chapter 11. He wrote about us as passing through. We keep wanting to stay longer. Jesus said, hey... We're looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. We are a pilgrim. We're passing through. I'm heading for the real deal. Amen? Though man through the centuries has fought against his kingdom and sought to overthrow it, he still prevails and his kingdom still stands. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. I told you to go to Philippians 3 and verse 10. I'll read it to you. Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable to his death. The apostle Paul, the end of his life, just a short time, the last letter he writes from prison in Rome before he's beheaded for preaching the gospel and, and, and all that he had done. He's there. Caesar's going to have him put to death. And the last thing he says is, I want to know him. I want to know Him. He goes on to say, I haven't arrived. We talked about in discipleship with this morning. The devil wants to tell you, you've arrived, you're at your destination, you are saved. Paul says, I don't know Him yet and I haven't arrived yet. The guy wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said to the church at Rome, I have, as much as is in me, I've preached the gospel, I've fully preached the gospel to the whole world. Paul said, I've done it, I've been there. But then he gets to a point, he says, I want to know Him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. And I want to be made conformable unto his death. And then he goes on to say, I have not arrived. I'm still pressing. Come on, that's where we're supposed to live, in the press. Amen? Going after God. Pursuing God with all that we have. Ephesians chapter 1, I asked you to turn there, but think about this. 
His kingdom is not a mere land of territory. It is a kingdom that is established in the hearts of those who believe. It is an established territory that cannot be conquered by anything. For it is established in love that died for our sins and rose again. We, we are not yet. I, I believe, I, I'm not sure how it's all going to work out. But there are a lot of things happening legislatively, politically, and, and, and legally that are taking place. That if everything go, runs its full core, there will be a day that churches you and I know it today will not be what it is in America today. That's the onslaught. That's the goal of the devil is, is to, to quench every voice against truth. That's his goal. Amen. But there are nations where there is a persecuted church. And every place the church has been persecuted, no matter what you do, no matter how you incarcerate them, no matter whether you put them to death, no matter whether you torture them, no matter what, you can't get the kingdom out of them. Because it's a kingdom that was established by love that died for sin and rose again. And they live in the reality. Do what you will. This is not who I am. The real me is on the inside of me. I am alive unto God. And if you kill the outward man, that's why Jesus said, you destroy this temple and the me that's on the inside and I will raise it up. I am not what the body you see. I am on the inside and I will raise this temple back up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it's a kingdom that can't be conquered like that. The resurrection Leonard Ravenhill said, I love this statement, isn't part of my theology. The resurrection is a person. When people say, do you believe in the resurrection? Yes. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the standard of power in the New Testament. My question to you is, what is there after that? And this is what I wanted to get to this morning. I know much how much farther I'll get this morning. But for you and I in our faith, when it comes to our faith in Christ, when you're standing, you're believing, you're praying, God, how can I know? How can I be sure? How can I know that God will answer my prayer? I tell you one way, an empty tomb. How can I know I can be healed? I wish I knew God would heal me. I'll tell you how you can know. An empty tomb. How can I know God will deliver me? How can I know He'll come through for me? How can I know He'll stand up and fight in my defense? I'll tell you one way. An empty tomb. Because the resurrection is the standard of power in the New Testament. When Paul said, when I come and I will know their power, when we declared the gospel unto you in power, it wasn't just by what we think of power. He says in resurrection power. Are you with me this morning? Resurrection power. It's the miracle of miracles. What greater work can God do than raise life from the dead? What greater power can He give to man than this? What more could we need than the power of His resurrection? There is nothing greater. Ephesians chapter 1. And I want you to begin. I want you to just hear this again. And I want you to read this. This is God's word to you. This is Paul's prayer for you and for me. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, to the saints, to the believers there. And he's praying that they would get this, that they would be able to understand this and comprehend this. Please listen to this. Verse 15, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. How many like that so far? Yeah. 
pray. Okay, God give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Why? That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened or open, that you may know. Look at your neighbor and tell him God wants you to know. Think about that. That you may know. Listen to what he's praying. What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of his glory, of the glory of his inheritance in the saint? And look at verse 19. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? What is the exceeding greatness of it? Listen to those words. He wants you to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Now watch. According to the working of what? His what? His what? His mighty power. How? When He raised, which He worked in Christ, when He raised them from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. Now how many believe 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And the Bible says we also are seated with Him in heavenly place. So if I'm seated in Him and He is alive in me and I'm born of His Spirit and He lives in me by His Spirit, how many know God and His Spirit are one? So, so God is on the And so that same mighty power, Paul's saying, I'm praying that you would get this. And as your pastor, I'm preaching and praying that we would get this. That we would understand what today, this is Sunday. This is Resurrection Day. We are remembering. The early church father says, gather together at the beginning of every week and remember. God loved the world so much. He sent His only Son to die, to take the sin of the world, to rise from the dead. And we could believe on Him and not perish. Every week, remember the power of the resurrection every week remind one another hey you've been saved by resurrection power walk through this week victorious because God has overcome the world Jesus says in the world you will have tribulation John 16 33 but be of good cheer I've overcome the world. We should look at each other and say, Hey, this is going to be a great week. Yeah, but I'm going through it. Glory to God. That's right. You're going through it. Hallelujah. You'll come out on the other end because resurrection power is yours. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Think about it this morning. Keep your finger there in Ephesians and turn to Job. You just have to read this with me. What greater power could he do? Job chapter 26. This is so awesome. There, you know, there's some names that are cool in the Bible. There's other names that aren't. Bildad is not a cool name. Never name your kid Bildad. Okay. Job 26, verse 1. But Job answered Bildad and said, How have you helped him who is without power? How have you saved the arm that has no strength? How have you counseled one that has no wisdom? How have you declared sound advice to many? To whom have you uttered words? And whose spirit came from you? The dead tremble. Those under the waters and those inhabiting them. 
Shoal is naked. Hell is naked before him and destruction has no covering. He stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds, yet the clouds are not broken under it. He covers the face of his throne and spreads his cloud over it. He drew a circular horizon on the face of the waters and the boundary of light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his reproof. He stirs up the sea by his power and by his understanding he breaks up the storm. By his spirit he adorned the heavens. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Indeed, these are the mere edges or fringes of his power. Listen to what Job says. He speaks of creation and he speaks of the wisdom and the power of God and then he says to build that. When you think about God and you see everything, everything you can see and everything that declares who he is, when Paul said all of creation declares that there is a God, Job is saying right here, everything you can see and take in and imagine and comprehend are but the fringe, just the edge of his power. But when Paul was praying for you, he says, I'm not praying for you just to know the edge of his power. I'm not praying for you just to know God as the spoken creative word of God but I'm praying for you to know him in the exceeding greatness of his power according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and that's the power that lives in you somebody ought to shout amen and we're thinking, oh God, how do I get it? How do I do it? You are so full of power. You're, you're like uh, T- uh, Trevor, uh, brother Tracy was down working the other day and they, he was working on a unit and they had all the power shut off and some, some uh, guys came in, some tile guys came in and they didn't know he was in there and they flipped the power back on as he was grabbing a hold of a 480 amp three-phase unit with ungrounded pliers. Like, he said, man, power went through me. A surge of, a surge of power. And, and he said, and, and, and it gets you. And he said this, he says, and it draws you in. He says, you can't get away, but it's pulling me. And then his friend was there, a big old guy. And he said, he came over and he tackled me and knocked me off of it or I'd be dead. And he said he lost God. And when he went to the doctor, woo-hoo, he went to the doctor. And <laughs> he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, Hey, what's it feel like to be back from the dead? Be, 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 because the doctor says, Did you pass out? He goes, Yeah. He says, Your body can't take that. He said, yeah, you, you, were, you, you were dead. And, and then it snapped back to life. Come on. Woo! And so you, you, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. You were dead in your trespass. And while you weren't looking, Jesus snuck into the room and he switched the power back on. And when you by faith reach out and grab hold of the cross, life and power come through you. Whoa, I'm dead. But oh, I'm back to life. Hallelujah. How's it feel to be back from the dead? Hallelujah. 
Job says that's just but the edge of his power, but to you, his mighty power. Hear me, it was no strain for God to recreate the world and the universe, but to raise his son from the dead, took the exceeding greatness of his power according to the working of his mighty power. I hope you can hear this this morning. How much has God given to you and me? And the devil tries to tell us we have no power. He's Come on, Jesus said... You are of your father the devil when he spoke to the religious people. And he is a liar. And in him is no truth at all. Can I just put you like this? Any word coming to you that's not out of this book about your faith is a lie. And it's coming from the father of lies. And you have all the power. Listen. Jesus called his disciples. He called his disciples and he said, he said, come here, come here. I give you power. I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Luke chapter 10, the disciples come back. Jesus sends them out. He sends the 70 out and they come out and they go, hey, even devils are subject to us in your name. They're going, dude, this power stuff is real. Amen? This is real? Can I, can I just tell you, I, I'm, all the stuff, all the hype, can we just come back to reality? This is real. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the risen Savior. He did live. He did die. I don't care what the History Channel says. I don't care what the Discovery Channel says. This book is true. This is the living Word of God. It's true from cover to cover. If you cut it anywhere, it bleeds with the blood of redemption. Amen. We have power. We have power. And they come back. They come back. They said, devils are subject to us. Not the apostles, but the 70 that were with him. They said, devils are subject to us in your name. And Jesus says, hey, don't glory in that. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. How's that working for you, dude? I saw him fall like lightning. But he says, rejoice in this, that your name is written in the book of life. And if your name is in there, it's in there because of the exceeding greatness of his power. And according to the working of his mighty power. And if it's enough power to get your name in the book. It's enough power to get your body healed. It's enough power to get your mind delivered. It's enough power to break every addiction off of your life. It's enough power to cause you to live in faith instead of in fear. It's enough power to erase every doubt and every disbelief that you have to battle again. You are raised by exceeding great power. Somebody ought to shout amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching myself happy. I'm I'm just I'm gonna answer the altar call, get saved all over again this morning. Amen. Why not? Some people got saved a long time ago and it didn't stick that well. You need another dose. Amen. I better be nice right here. Hear me. Paul had this one desire to know him. Look at the last page of your outline. I just want you to skip down to the top of the second page on the inside. Right there. Christianity is the only religion in the world 
with a risen Savior. We're the only religion with a risen Savior. I want you to hear it again. Through the power of a resurrection and with the promise of God living inside of us. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Go to Colossians chapter 1. I mean, Paul wrote, Paul wrote to Philippians. He who has begun a good work in you. In order for him to be in us, he can only be in us by resurrection power. He can only be working in us by resurrection power. And if we ever go back, I think that's something that we, we've been trying. Thank God that we're learning how to help ourselves. And there's a lot of great self-help preaching out there today. And we're, try- we're trying to make everybody feel positive about their life. I don't want to feel positive about this life. I want to feel resurrected from the dead. I don't want icing on this. I want a new man. Hallelujah. Amen? Think about it. Colossians chapter 1. Come on, we could put icing on dog poo and tell you that it's an apple fritter, but it's still dog poo with icing on it. Hello? That came from another world, too. Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 23. If indeed you continue in faith, grounded and steadfast, are not moved away from the hope, of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Verse 24, I now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God which was given to me to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but has now been revealed to a saints, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery amongst the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you and me, the hope of glory. Not pre-cross and resurrection, but post-cross and resurrection in power. Christ in you, in resurrected life, in resurrected power. How many know we have the power today to be free from every yoke of bondage? Amen. We talked about it in the men's discipleship, and I brought it up on Easter Sunday, about you and I. Without having a vision of death, it's hard to have a vision for life. Without seeing myself dead to sin, it's hard to see myself alive in Christ. Amen? You remember a few weeks ago when I was trying to illustrate and I fell down about winning souls. Everybody got mad at me. It was a great illustrated sermon. But I fell down. I, you know, I fell off here and I fell down. You go, oh man. Yeah, well, if I die, don't mourn for me. Amen. Terrible thing about that. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that. You won't come back to church anymore. I'm going to say, my faith is, I'm believing, I've heard testimonies of preachers preaching and falling out and going to heaven. That sounds good to me. I've seen a lot of other people go in other ways. That sounds a lot better than some other ways I've seen people go. Could I get amen? Amen. My grandfather sat down in his recliner and said, said, said Grandma, go, go, go call pastor and tell him I won't be able to teach the Bible study this morning. When she came back, he was gone. That's a good way to go. I have recliner faith. 
You go any way you want. Amen? But, but, but like that. How did I get over there? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now watch this. Watch this. I lost my train of thought, so I have to come back. I was falling. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> falling off the stage and dying. I still lost my train of thought. Amen. <laughs> Don't try this at home. I'm a trained professional. Watch this. What is the exceeding greatness of his power that works in a resurrection power? Resurrection power. What higher goal, what loftier ambition, what greater pursuit could one have than to know the fullness of his power in their life? The worship team comes back. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. It'll come back to me in a moment, but it'll be too late. Ephesians chapter 3. It said at the beginning, Jesus came to establish the kingdom. He said His kingdom is not of this world. He came to establish the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Listen to what Paul says, verse 20. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body. Oh, excuse me, I'm reading Philippians 3, excuse me. It ended in I-A-N, the same. Amen. But now unto him who is able. That other part was good too. Amen. Now unto him who is able. Everybody say able. Now unto him. Now what? Now unto him who is able to do what? Exceedingly in what? Okay, now listen. According to the working of his mighty power, the exceeding greatness of his power, that you would get this, Paul said, according to that working, that exceeding mighty and great power that works in it. Now Paul's praying here, according to him, is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the what? The what? The power, according to the what? The power that works where? According to the power that works in us. What power is he talking about? Resurrection, life, power. Paul says, unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. Job said, creation was the fringe of his power. Everything you see can be declared the edge, the fringes of His power. But what God did for you when He raised Christ from the dead was according to the exceeding greatness of His power and the working of His mighty power. And it is now working in you. And the enemy comes and says, Hey, your body's under attack. You need power. You say, wait a minute. I have resurrection life living on the inside of me. If this power was enough to raise Christ from the dead, then this is enough to heal my body. And what I'm saying is that we have reduced the gospel down. We've moved away from preaching the power. Because when you preach the power, people expect demonstration. But I like what God said. The Lord said this. You go and preach, and I will work with you. The Bible says, and the Lord 
worked with them, confirming his word with signs following. He says, I'll make sure the power is there so that people's faith won't just be in words, but in power. And then when you start asking God to show his power, crazy things start happening. Amen. And crazy people show up. And then devils come to church. Oh, yeah. And then devils manifest in church. Ah! And then people who have authority over devils get scared of devils. Hello? Instead of going, this is going to be a party. (laughs) Amen? Instead of running. But see, it brings us back. See, somewhere we're trying to do this so much in our own strength. In our own strength, we're trying to read enough. We're trying to pray enough. We're we're trying to attend enough. We're trying to give enough. We're trying to serve enough. God, okay. Okay. Look at, look at, look at. And he goes, excuse me. Last three words my son said. It is finished. It is finished. What is finished? Everything. Everything. When were you healed? At Calvary. When did you get saved? At Calvary. You didn't get saved when you prayed the prayer. You didn't get saved when you gave Christ your life. He died for your sin. He was saved 2,000 years ago. You accepted your salvation. The problem is today, you are saved. You are healed. You are delivered. We need to get you to accept it the same way you've accepted your salvation. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Romans 8, 11, if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you, it will also quicken Make alive your mortal body. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me this morning. Just put everything aside. right? Come on, every lie the devil has told you. Why you can't be free. Why you can't be healed. Why you can't have victory. Why you can't. And so what we do, we lean on everything else. And, and I am so thankful. I go to doctors. I've been to doctors. I'm not throwing medicine away. I'm not throwing doctors away. I'm not throwing help away. I'm not throwing anything away. But bless God, I want to know Him. I want to know Him. I want to know Him in the power of His resurrection. I'm reading my Bible just like you're hearing your, And it is shouting at me that according to the exceeding greatness of his power and the working of his mighty power that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead that is now alive in my body I want to live in that I don't know about you I am tired of being beneath I'm tired of being restrained I believe this is the day and the hour of the church and God's people somebody ought to say amen I believe there's a reason all these churches are coming together in prayer. You do, you, it's unheard of. You don't do this. But God is moving something and He's stirring something. And people are saying, God, we need a revival. We're not satisfied. There's an old code of religion we want to take off. We want to throw down and say, God, we want to just get away 
from our righteous robes and all that other junk. We want to be like David. We want to worship you unashamed, unembarrassed, uninhibited by anything. God, we want you and we want your power. We want to know you. Hallelujah. This morning, you bow your heads with me this morning. You're here today. And you came. However you got to this building makes no difference. God knew you would be in this house at this time on this day that He might declare His salvation to you. God brought you here for now. Everything in your life led you to this moment right here, right now, for this moment for you to be able to say yes to God with all your heart. Not halfway, not just agreeing mentally, but for you to come in and say, Lord, I'm going to give you my life today. I'm surrendering. I'm giving up. I'm ready for a vision of death, of dying to the old and living for the new. I need a resurrection. I don't need glazed over dog poo. I don't need my life turned into something else. I I don't need a cupcake religion. I need resurrection power in my life. I need to be raised from the dead and the ashes and the brokenness of my pain and my past. I need real salvation and I need it today. If that's you, move from where you are right now to this altar. You're here today. God's pulling you. You're tired. You've been coming to church maybe, whatever it may be, but God, I don't want a cloak of religion. I don't want this something that sounds like, looks like, feel. I want the real deal. I want life. I want to know you, and I want to know the power of your resurrection. I want to be raised from the dead. I want to leave here a new man, a new woman in Christ Jesus. Anybody else that you move right now, move right now. Yes to God with all your life. Yes to God with all your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you, you're here, just start worshiping Him right now. Just start worshiping right now. Everybody say this out loud. Father, I come today. I believe you love me so much. You gave your Son to take my sin to die for my sin to be buried and to be raised the third day living you love me dying you saved me buried you carried my sin far away rising you justified me I am justified in Christ a new creation today I'm born again regenerated, made alive, a new beginning in Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, give Him a praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now listen to me real close. Listen to me real close. Listen. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, Jesus said to Mary and to Martha, He said, didn't I tell you? John 11, verse 40. He said, didn't I tell you? If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. And Jesus went to the tomb, and He said, roll away the stone. I believe this morning, God by His Spirit has rolled away the stone. And God is calling out, Lazarus, come forth. And when you come out, when you move out, God's saying, hey, come out of where you've been. Come out of that body. And Lazarus came out, but he was standing there 
and, and he was still wrapped up in grave clothes in the old and Jesus said loose him and let him go I believe God has a release for your life right now today in resurrection power if that's you move up here right now come on don't wait don't hesitate move right now in the name of Jesus I believe resurrection power is in the house today we've let it slip we've let it slide we've talked around it but Jesus said go tell them I'm alive go tell my disciples 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 I'm alive hallelujah glory to God that didn't apply to anybody everybody's raised you're full you're good wow you need no breakthrough you need no victory you need no answers the devil's not lying to you in any area you're not buying into a lie you're 100% free Resurrection power in life. Hallelujah. God, I want to know you. I want to know you. Not questions, not doubt. Resurrection power. Resurrection life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.